Have you ever stolen something? Mm, maybe unintentionally. I don't think I've ever intentionally stolen something. Okay, same. I did not. I had never stolen anything in my life until a recent development. And don't get me wrong. I'm not out here like stealing stuff left and right. But it, like, yeah, it, it it scares the fuck out of me. Like, how do people just steal stuff? You right. know, like people say they like steal candy bars or something. But I couldn't imagine. I know people that will like, or I've, I don't know them anymore, but like I've known people that would like straight up like steal from Walmart or would go in and like take clearance tags off of one thing at Walmart onto something completely different. But that was just somebody that you used to know. Yeah, it was an old coworker that I think ended up getting arrested at some point after she got fired for stealing money from the company. Party. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Unleash the Ultra Beast. Flapjack. I don't even know what day it is. Fawn. It is Tuesday. We're recording a little late. Sorry if you missed us on those first couple of days of the week, y'all. Yeah, it was just hard to find a time to schedule. It was so busy. Yeah. Well, what all have you been up to? Well, we had bingo last week. Yes, that was so fun. And then the next day, we had the Camp Wanakee viewing parties at Owls on 7th. Yes, first one at Owls. That's a fun development. And then (laughs) Friday, I didn't have to go anywhere. Instead, I just watched Drag Race and Queen of the Universe from home. Oh, nice. And then Saturday, had the House of God X um benefit show for take resources yeah how did the house of god x show go it was so good um Dernisha is great love her take is great it was a lot of fun um and then that night we ended up going to the eoy pageant at owls oh yeah. yeah how was that and who won again Jordan Kennedy. Jordan Kennedy. Does she, is she local? Because I've seen that she like has been booked at Owls a lot recently, but from Florida, I think. She currently resides, I think, in New Jersey, she said. Oh. I think she's lived in a few different places. I think she's technically Trinity's drag mom. Really? Yeah. She hasn't competed for EOY since 2004. Holy shit. Well... Welcome back. That's exciting. Yeah, she's like recently come out of retirement from what I understand. Well, it sounds like it was a really good pageant from what I've heard people talking about. Yeah, and Lotus, um, one of the Dreamcast members, was first alternate. Nice. Um, Congrats. All three contestants qualified for nationals. Oh, okay. So there were three total contestants. And who, yeah. who was the other one? Penny Nichols from Mississippi. Oh, I don't know her, but I think that's a very fun name, Penny yeah. Nichols. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Sunday night, we ended up going to Drag Night at the Nick. Oh, yes. I just had a marathon weekend of drag. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. I feel like I have another one coming up, too. And it's just like. But this one, I mean, you're like in a whole lot. Well, I guess, no, you were in a lot of stuff last week, too. Um, Yeah. I mean. Last week was just more days. 
Yeah, it's it's just a lot of days. Like it felt like it was gonna be a really busy weekend, but it wasn't. You know, like we had the drag bingo, which was really fun, especially having the duet moment that we did together. Yeah, I think we should do that all the time. It was so great, unexpected. Uh, yeah, and then I loved getting to uh, do Camp Kiki episode two with you. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah, especially the I don't know. I hope you liked my tiger number where I like I liked seasoned it. and ate you. <laughs> I I would have enjoyed it more if I didn't have to take a royal piss the entire time. Because <laughs> it was one of those things when we started doing the Q and A section. I was like, I have to piss, but I don't think Q and A the Q and A section is going to take very long. So I'm just going to hold it. Oh, did it take long? I did not even. Know. I was just, I was getting really tipsy. It took a long time. Oh no. Did I and talk too much? No. Was it me? No. <laughs> it was Am just, I the problem? No, there were just a lot of questions, which is not a problem. Yeah. It was just, if I knew that it was going to take that long, I would have been like, I'm, I'm a piss. piss. <laughs> and instead, I had to do my number having to piss. And like, Taurine was like, I could tell. I couldn't tell, to be honest, but I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> you ended up having to wait that long. Aww. That's why after, um, as soon as we were done with the giveaways, I was like, gotta go. I'm going to piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do want to kind of address the elephant in the room of moving from the quest to Al's for the viewing parties. Um I have not made like a big Facebook post or really any kind of announcement. So this is kind of my big notification to anyone who is looking for a flapjack show that I am no longer on the cast at the quest club. And that was just a decision that needed to be made um, partially as a result of some behind the scenes things that went on um, as I was preparing for the camp on viewing parties. But I, I'm honestly just really thankful for my time that I had at the quest club, but I also think it was time to move on and I'm really grateful to Owls on 7th for letting us come into that space, especially on such short notice. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it is honestly built for it in a better way. Oh, yeah. And I, I think people are a bit more excited to come to the new space. And, and there was a huge turnout for that to be the first week on such short notice. Exactly. And there was people there that were like, I didn't know what this was, but now I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Like I had conversations with people afterwards about that. And it was just such a great experience. Thank you to Alice. Thank you to Mark Cummings. Yes. Big time. Oh my God. Um, and yeah. if you know somebody that is asking where flap is, make sure you just point them to the direction of the podcast so they can hear the expl- explanation from flaps mouth holes to their <laughs> ear holes from flaps flap <laughs> because a true flap fan listens to flapping and fawning damn right that's that's the motherfucking truth and i'm trying to find a sound that works for that but i don't know if there is what starts with f and ends with ck Fuck. hi gay <laughs> fuck <laughs> but yeah really excited to be at owls i think it's i think it's ultimately for the best. Um, and I got to do that amazing. I felt it was an amazing tiger number. We, I'm glad we got to coordinate with like the deer and the tiger looks. It was cute. It, yes, it was. And I, I like got all these videos that people sent me from my number and I had no one got like a full video of it together. So I made like a, over the weekend, like I had a lot of time this weekend, um, especially being off for Juneteenth. Um, happy Juneteenth, everyone, by the way. Um, but f- Uh, During that three-day weekend, I, like, took some time and just pieced together all the clips of the video. I was like, let me find all the best angles and put it together. And there were only four seconds that I had to, like, 
slip something in that I didn't have any footage of. But I think it's a, a really cool kind of live performance yeah. thing though, like with like multi-camera. So um, I don't know. I may do more stuff like that if it works out well. Um, but yeah, I was really, really happy with how it turned out. And I'm going to try to like super duper amp up my camp for each of these Camp Wanakiki viewing parties for my number. Um, because A, that tiger number was just received so well. And then somebody told me they were waiting on me to like get up and you to start chasing me. <laughs> you would have pissed. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> literally left a little puddle of piss on the floor. Yeah. And like this week, I just think that my number is going to be very, very funny. So, um, we'll see. I'm going to try to keep it up. I don't really get to show my outfit from the week. Like it was on the TV show. So I'm trying to like give people something to stick around for, for my number. Um, so Yeah. But honestly, with all of that last week, I was super drained. And when that storm came in on Friday night, I was kind of thankful that, you know, I had an excuse not to have to go out anywhere. I was like, I just want to stay in and like recover because I don't know. I don't deal with I don't love, um, you know, having to navigate like conflict. I, I will deal deal with it if I have to. But otherwise, I like to stay away from it. Um and I don't know, it just took a lot out of me to have that happen. Um, so yeah, let's see. Is there anything else? I feel like there may have been something else on my list that I forgot to mention. No, that's pretty much it for me. That was the big update of the week. It, what about you? Um, I think that's it. Other than I did some like nerdy online shopping. I bought from <laughs> the Pokemon Center in Japan. Yeah. Um, through like this third party vendor where it's like, it's called Zen market and you can like, they have some websites, Japanese websites that you can order directly from through like their website. And then others you just type in or you just like copy and paste, uh, URL for the exact item and they can like buy it from you and they have it shipped to their warehouse and then ship it to you. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So I have like these really cute Pokemon earrings coming in. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I feel like you have so much cute Pokemon stuff, but I have to ask, what's the deal with the Squishmallows? Um, I'm, I, I'm going to be real honest. I always thought Squishmallows were cute and squishy and great, <laughs> but I never like felt the need for a Squishmallow. Yeah. That just wasn't your journey. Until the Pokemon ones. (laughs) And somebody had Elizabeth Henriksen, shout out to her. She's the one that got me the Gengar one, which started it all because I had been posting about the Squishmallow, wanting the Squishmallows for so long on social media. And she got me the Gengar one one day at Target. And then like a couple weeks ago i found the giant pikachu one yeah and a little togepi one myself and then our other friend annie strong found me the snorlax one. Oh my god <laughs> so i have all of the ones that are out now that's amazing you caught yeah. them all there's two more that are coming out soon that i don't know what the release date is it's a winking pikachu and a <gasps> piplup you know what that is the winking Pikachu. What? Gay rights! Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. For all the little gay little nerds out there, that winking Pikachu squishmallow. Were you ever a Pillow Pet fan? It's a pillow. I had a it's little a one. I had a monkey. It's a Pillow Pet! I liked monkeys as a kid. Oh. Yeah, I had a monkey one. Interest. So we went to 
for uh, on the afternoon of Juneteenth, we Danny and I like decided to just go gallivanting around and we didn't really have a whole lot to do, but we just explored and we went and tried the Grimace milkshake at McDonald's. What what flavor is that? It's like grape. Grape? Yeah, okay. And like I loved it. It was a very nostalgic flavor for me because I remember growing up, um, we had this place. In, I, I grew up in like Hartsville, Alabama, and we had this place called Dairy Delight. And when we were there, they had a grape flavored ice cream, and I asked for a grape milkshake this one time, and they made it for me. And it was amazing. Best thing ever. So I would always ask for a grape milk milkshake. And that's what the Grimace one tastes like. I almost expected it to taste like a grape co, but in a milkshake. Form. No, not quite like that. It's like. I don't know. It's like much milkier. Um, I don't know. I think you should try it. Some people say it tastes like medicine, but to me, it just tasted very nostalgic. Um, it is kind of pricey, but hey, I think it's worth it. Um, well, it, the ice cream machine's got to be working, though. That's true. We got lucky, but we were in like the middle of the afternoon. I love their shamrock shake when they have it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's like mint flavor. Yeah. I hate that. I love it. Do you drink your toothpaste, too? Do you think I brush my teeth? Oh my god! That was a Vaughn. joke for all of you out there because oh. of the washing drag comments that I've been getting. <laughs> um. Gross! Oh my god! <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should get into some plugs. <laughs> so we have lots and lots and lots of shows coming up. Um, uh, as a reminder, every single week we will have the Camp Wanakiki Season 5 viewing parties at Al's on 7th. That'll be happening on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And I know in the past that I had said that we would have um, the finale show be at a different time when we were at the Quest. But now that we're at Al's, every single show is going to be on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And if you come early, if you miss one week, you can still catch up by coming at 7.15, um, 45 minutes early so that you can watch and catch up on the previous week's episode so you don't miss a thing. And this Saturday, I will be June twenty fourth at Care. I will be at Care Drag Brunch All Stars at the Stardome, just like it is every last Saturday of the month. Yes, and then hopefully, I'm hoping this will become a monthly tradition. The last Sunday of the month, there is Drag Brunch at Highwire Brewing. Um, this month, it is featuring both myself and Fawn, Yeehaw. as well as several other uh, amazing uh, local entertainers. Um, I believe that is the Central Alabama Pride Pride Brunch. So. Check that out. That is um, in my official show dates calendar, and it will be in the description of this episode. And then Sunday, June 20... Nope, you've already mentioned that. I'm reading the wrong (laughs) thing. (laughs) Next line. Next line. Saturday, July 8th is the next family-friendly show at Birmingham Festival Theater. And those tickets are already live. You can go buy those tickets. It's featuring falcon it's featuring olivia giselle it's featuring ivy it's featuring miss central alabama pride 2023 darenisha danae star yes we've got our wonderful all trans lineup for this show because it's running during the we're doing it during the run of boy which is a beautiful trans story that birmingham festival theater is doing right now so you can go buy those tickets now at bftonline.org Yes. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for that show. Um, 
Yeah, and make sure you go see Boy too. I'm I'm planning to go see that one um, sometime before we have our family friendly show. Um, also, on the second Wednesday of every month at Highwire Bruin, you can catch us for Drag Bingo. We are very excited about that for July. We will be joined by Riley Poppy Seed. Yeah, so he will be there for that Wednesday, and then the following Thursday, he will be at the Camp Wanakiki viewing party. So make sure you catch him both of those times that week. Party, party, and then. In January of 2024, go ahead and start putting it on Marking your calendars, those calendars now. Get your hotel room. Sunday, January 14th at Birmingham Festival Theater, we are hosting the Miss Magic City Comedy Queen prelim. Yay! And the entry fee is $100. Send us a DM if you want more info. We would love to have you compete. Send yeah. it to your friends that are wanting to compete. If Maybe somebody needs another prelim that's won a few prelims. You can come do mm-hmm. ours. Or if you're interested in maybe competing, maybe not even this year, but you want to come in a future year, buy a ticket. We're, we're going to have those available at bftonline.org very soon. Um, but you get a ticket. Come watch. And honestly, please come watch because we do need to sell quite a few tickets to break even on this damn thing. So <laughs> come on, come through. We are, it's going to be a really good pageant and I'm very excited to bring that prelim to Birmingham. Um, it will also feature the current reigning um, national Miss Comedy Queen. Miss Patty Bouray. And of course, our final plug, don't forget you can get Flapping and Fawning merch. Uh, and the link in the description of this episode, such as a Flapping and Fawning mug or a sticker. Yes. I believe we do have a five-star review to read. Oh, this one comes from Facebook from April Waldrop. Waldrop, I can't speak today. <laughs> it's a Tuesday, so I know. I'm like well into my work week, and I'm well into like not being rested well enough. So <laughs> here we go. You can do it. A podcast hoped, a podcast hosted by super genuine people and performers. Their interviews and insight helped me embrace being non-binary and encouraged me to hit the drag stage. Both Flapjack and Fawn will be people I will always be indebted to for helping me embrace myself. Aww. That's really sweet. Yes. Thank you, April. Um, yeah. It's always kind of like surreal hearing whenever like we help somebody else figure out their identity or that they want to do drag. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad that we can help yeah. people on that journey through this podcast. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. It's a fun, wild journey that we're still on ourselves. So totally, totally. We love when other people start theirs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's constantly something that I'm thinking about and, and you know, like I, coming to terms with on on different aspects of myself you know i would agree but that would mean that i have to be thinking (laughs) well i am thinking about our next segment and we are actually going to be joined by a very special guest see you there We are back and we have a very special guest all the way from season five of Camp Wanakiki. We have Miss Texas 1988. Uh, yes, Miss Texas, welcome. Yay, thank you for having me. <laughs> How is Seattle treating you right now? Uh, it is It is doing Seattle. It is drizzly and gray. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's so in character. Um, 
Yeah. Well, Miss Texas, could you just start by telling us your pronouns and sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am a she they. Um, similar to, yeah, got now we have three non-binary people going. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an NBX though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, she they um, both in and out of drag, and um, yeah, I am uh, not from Texas. I'm not from 1988, <laughs> but I am a, a wacky little drag artist originally from Minneapolis and. Yeah, drag is my full-time thing. Oh, really? Oh, my God. So you can mm-hmm. relate to Tara Newhall's humble brag? I work full-time in drag, and I absolutely. never have time to do my chores. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, yep. That, I, I'm currently, like, uh, like staring at my pile of laundry that I should have done pre-Pride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that Pride laundry. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> that yeah. stank will bite you back. Um, well, okay. We I have heard rumors about you, particularly about your drag name, and I am curious to hear your side of the story about how Miss Texas nineteen eighty eight came to be, particularly as a drag name, but also just like how you got your start in general. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I so I'll, I'm curious what you're what you heard first. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I heard that you were it was like your first time out in drag and you may or may not have been being a bit of a diva and then someone said well who do you think you are miss texas 1988 and then you said yes i am bitch and that was your drag (laughs) i love that version that gives me a little bit of edge no i was just a little (laughs) dork and i was like a uh amateur yeah thing and uh showed up wearing a, a, a frumpy blue sparkly dress and like a over teased red wig and so the bartender was like who the fuck are you miss texas 1988 and i was like oh yeah <laughs> 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 so yeah no, it came from and i that bartender and i actually became very good friends <laughs> but uh, yeah it was just a little uh, insult to my uh, to the dress work. but i yeah i think i tell it now with a little like i have a little more hood stuff but <laughs> <laughs> I like the version that I'm like a full diva. <laughs> well, I just think it's so cunty sounding. I don't know. It seems like, uh, like, I don't know. I would not, I would be, if someone said that to me, I don't know that I would react the same way. I'd be like, no, my name is Flapjack. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I would probably get like in my feelings and like freeze up and not know how to respond. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you made that your brand, which I'm obsessed with. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, 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 you know, anachronistic, overly big hair kind of, too much blush <laughs> <laughs> it gives a little bit of a designing women vibe too mm. i'll take that i um yeah i you know i my first uh, look for the thing was you know failed pageant queen and that is that is where my heart is so even though uh, the texas pageant people tend to win yeah yeah school crying pageant queen will forever be Hey, and that look was amazing. Like to come out and to have such a strong concept, like right from the get go, it left a big impression on us. I mean, it was the reason I was like, "Oh my god, I want to talk to Miss Texas 1988." Oh yeah, that and being non-binary, you know, we, we that's kind of our specialization here at Flapping. <laughs> so um, I was like, "Oh my god, we definitely need to talk to this person." So Miss Texas, we know that you're from camp, but how did you get your start? Wait, hold on. It's cutting out. Um, can you hear me? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. That's better. Can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Old commercial. Um, maybe I'll stop uh, waddling around my laundry and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not the laundry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I started with a theater degree from the University of Minnesota, um, and was doing a lot of performance. I was tired of playing. Um, straight men on stage like tired of doing mm. like yeah Shakespeare roles and stuff and we had a pretty experimental theater program but I kind of broke off after doing a, a workshop with Tim Miller who's a um, a performance artist from the like 90s um, I started doing more like solo experimental stuff where I was playing with like costumes and gender and using audio tracks and so eventually somebody was like oh, I like your drag and I was like Huh? <laughs> so, that's why I started going to like amateur. I was like, well, I know what this is. Maybe I do fit in this little thing. So, and then showed up wearing a frumpy wig, and somebody called me a name, and that's <laughs> and that's that. That's yeah. So when was that? Like, how long have you been doing drag? Especially now that you're full time. Oh God. Yeah. Um. That was back in Minneapolis in like maybe like 2014 is when I started really. Right after graduating from college, I started doing, like, uh, amateur stuff. Yeah, 2014, 2015, maybe even 2000. I didn't move to Seattle and start doing more intentional drag until 2016. Gotcha. Okay. And remind me, where were you from again before Seattle? Uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Okay. Work. What's the Seattle drag scene like? I mean, we know that you name dropped Vincent in this like recent episode. So like, yeah, what's the Seattle scene like? We have people all up all over TV now. <laughs> right. We used to be such a little bubble, but yeah. Um, Cause uh, recently Irene and Bosco, obviously. And um, yeah, Vincent was on uh, your season. And then um, we, yeah, have had like Ursula on, on Dragula. And yeah, oh, yeah. so her all over um, but I, you know, it's changed a lot uh, lately. It's gotten a little more because it's gotten a lot more recognition. I think a lot of the up and coming drag artists have, you know, uh, veered towards the human hair wigs and the uh, rhinestone bodysuits. But um, truth, I my my view of Seattle is like it is weird and there's a little bit of everything. So like you do have those divas who just, you know do the run and splits and uh, are amazing. And then you have people who lip sync while putting uh, raw fish in between their butt cheeks or just, you know, smearing <laughs> chocolate pudding all over their bodies. That's me. Uh, mm. yeah. We we get real weird here. Oh my God. I wish Alabama yeah. drag got that weird. I mean, we could. What's stopping you, Fawn? I mean, the close. Well, we do have Twat who smeared ranch dressing all over himself one time. Yeah. We also have lube wrestling and stuff. I, th- I think Birmingham's weirder than people give it, give it credit for sometimes. I think it could be more weird. Hey, I mean, well, we have Miss Texas 1988, for maybe she can give us some tips on how to stay weird. How do you come up with, like, your concepts oh, for your numbers? I am. Um, I, I, people have asked me this before, and I. Apparently, I do this a little bit backwards. Most people hear a song, and then they're like, oh, I will do this to that song. I come up with like a character or a little story or something that I want to do on stage, and then I spend hours uh, sifting through um, you know, the internet trying to find songs that I can use for that concept. So, mm. yeah. 
but are you all the same way? Like, what do you? Are you a song first or a concept first? Generally, if I like have a strong concept, I'm concept first. Except like, unless I hear a song that is like gives me a concept, then I'm like, okay, let me build a mix around this. Yeah. But usually, I'm like, okay, for like my deer, for example, that was like one of my longest percolating processes for trying to figure out what songs are going to work with this. Um, but yeah, I like to go. I think that's like a camp, you know, not just camp on a kiki, but like a, just a campy signature. Is, yeah. You know, that concept. Yeah. Heavy. I agree. I, for me, it's not as much of the concept. It's like the song or God damn, not the song, the costume. Like the costume is what oh, usually yeah. comes first. And I, I think about what I'm going to wear. And then I like slowly as time goes on, I'll perform in it and figure out, Oh, people liked this. Let me build on what I did in that number. Um, yeah. And I don't have as much room for that now. Like I had a cast position for the last year. And so what I would do is kind of do like, okay, here's two really good numbers. But for my third number, it's like, here's the experimental one. Let's see what people like about it, what they don't. And then I would like try to crack the code on the number going after that. (laughs) And it worked for a while, but now I've got to figure out how to be more um, in advance about the concepts. Um, So yeah, like I, I have this idea for, um, the like you know the this the titanic submarine situation right now oh yeah yeah wait no that's a new thing this yeah is, so like yeah so like these like divers that were like rich billionaires went into the ocean right and they mm-hmm. they paid each two hundred and fifty thousand dollars again let me say each of them paid $250,000. That's more than you get for wow. winning Drag Race. Exactly. That's more than you get for winning an all-winner <laughs> season of Drag Race. And you, they went down there better and... You better see that subway. <laughs> you better see that subway, honey. And, but you, they went down into the uh, Titanic, but the submarine has gotten lost. And there's like all these issues and people like... It, things keep coming out about it doesn't have like a tracking signal in it. And um, like... Oh my God. They They're were, bolted in from the outside. Yeah. And like they're okay. And they're probably going to die in there, but I have this. Yeah, I know. Right. That's super sad, but also eat the rich. Uh, (laughs) And there, but I had this idea because I don't know if you saw my Titanic look that didn't make it onto the show for the water sports challenge, but that's like my favorite Mm -hmm. look from the show. And I was thinking about wearing it and eating like a subway sandwich or something like (laughs) I found the missing submarine. Maybe it's like a butt plug. I don't know. (laughs) You could perform yellow submarine Uh, by the Beatles. Ooh, yellow submarine. Oh yeah. Mm, I don't know. Come play in Seattle. People would love that. (laughs) Work. Okay. I have a question compared to like in Birmingham for the longest, we are like for our bar standard was like three number shows. And oh, like yeah. Birmingham slowly is getting to like two number standards for mm-hmm. a show. What is that like in Seattle? Do y'all do like one numbers, two numbers, three numbers in a show? We are so spoiled. I'm learning now, now that I've gotten to travel a little bit more, I um, have learned that we, we have like pretty good booking rates. We tend to, it's two numbers is the norm. I think for brunches more, we do three numbers, but you get paid a little bit more. Um, but yeah, two numbers is definitely the standard. And then, um, and we have, I've learned that other cities don't have stage kittens, like some to pick up after. Mm. Do, y'all have, do you have kittens? Um, some of our shows do. Not like, all, but some. Okay. Yeah. I, I, like you, there could, is, you just have to ask someone usually. Okay. Yeah. We have like, like people who just like make their income kittening because, 
we have a, a habit of if you get your your handful of dollars, your big like wad of tips, like people love to just throw them in the air. It goes everywhere. <laughs> just trust that the kitten's gonna pick it up after. <laughs> I've learned you can't do that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, the brunch that I'm on cast at, it's at a comedy club, and it's like that uh, kind of like stadium amphitheater style seating with tables. Um, and we specifically have somebody that is yeah. walking around with a bucket for us to just drop our money in. I mean, I can't imagine if you didn't that, like you, you can't hold it in one hand. Like it's a, yeah, like there's so I'm many the people. only person that has big enough hands that I can make it through <laughs> the whole thing without having to like, especially if you are like, if you're a campy concept person who likes props and, and stuff, it's like, it gets so hard to take dollars exactly you know putting on a show (laughs) right right yeah i have this one number that i did there where i'm i wear these like lion mittens and i i can hold like two dollars like that's it and so i was like help me please like with the bucket (laughs) um well okay so i'm interested to know you know obviously the season is still airing we don't have to get into too many specifics but what was it like for you preparing for camp wanakiki now that you've been waiting for the season like i just want to hear about your full experience um so far yeah. with the show um well yeah in the like the the prepping for it originally so i i i had, I had watched um you know past seasons and thought about auditioning and um yeah. i was actually supposed to be this last year in london studying uh queer history um oh. for a master's degree and wow. that program fell through they like had to close for a year because of uh, loss of funding from pandemic and stuff mm. and um so i just it was it was like time to audition for the next season so i was like uh okay let's do it <laughs> let's go so I, it wasn't something i had thought was going to happen yeah um and i was i'm so glad it did like i was so glad that i got to do this and um yeah just just having that time to really invest in just creating stuff before the season had even begun was really, I don't know. That That's almost my favorite part is just getting like the excuse to be like, let's real go in on, on crafting. <laughs> oh, totally. So, like, the lead up was fun, but also, you know, stressful. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is gonna be, How yeah. much time did you have to prep? Um, God, I think it's a little skewed in my brain. Cause I, think it was like a month or i did a stupid thing um <laughs> and i agreed I, mean, I adore my parents and i'm glad that i did this um and it actually ended up being my cover <laughs> up when i went to camp but i took like two weeks off right before <laughs> um to go help my parents move across the country so oh. i was like just <laughs> sewing things in in whatever pit stop we were at <laughs> trying to Jeez, I could not I, yeah. imagine. Yeah, it was. I probably should have just been like, I can't come. I'm sorry, but it made for a great excuse when I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm I have to go out of town and miss some shows and help my parents move, and I had actual photos of doing that. But then I just stayed in the Midwest a little extra long. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh thing. my god. Well, that, okay, that's a fun cover up. Um, so like, did you did you make all of your own stuff for the show? Yeah, so there's, and I almost said this uh, earlier uh, when you were commenting on my first look, I made uh, everything I made or like, you know, altered, you know, gathered, et cetera, myself. I didn't hire anybody except for two um, items. 
um, the and the first one was that um, failure uh, burlap sack dress was made by Turner Carrington. Um, he's at Dynasty Diorama on Instagram, awesome. um, and he actually made that. I tell the little story about um, <laughs> fake winning <laughs> and then finding out I lost that competition bacon strip, um, and as a result of me winning in just a failure burlap sack true sack he made that as a gift for me um which is one of the best gifts i've ever received um so i knew i had to have that on the show but yeah i that's actually amazing yeah yeah i'm sad that i didn't get the credit to save the credit on the show but i'm glad that you asked because i get to credit here otherwise yeah everything else was me <laughs> um and one one other thing but i'm not gonna say what it was uh, okay okay that's to be revealed later i understand um well i also wanted to know how have people received you being on the show in seattle like i, I know from talking with vincent he mentioned that there were some mixed reviews for him so i don't know i was just curious if you've had the same reception um so far it's been i think we are such a uh currently like a drag race obsessed um, mm. city in a weird way because you know we're, we're rooting for the people who have gone on that and like have gotten so much success but i think so many people are like now um vying for that to be the next person on drag race that um i kiki is kind of like a oh you did that but it's been fun because i've really been advocating that like we need more things than just that and yeah. so i been really like shoving camp on a kiki in people's faces and that has been people have been really supportive and and um have liked what i bought so far and good that's yeah i was pleasantly surprised by how much hype people did give it even though yeah most people were kind of still like wait what is that yeah I think, yeah, I felt similarly, like, when, when I got the announcement, like, I had a lot of people who were like, well, I support you, but what is this? And I, it, it was just so helpful to... Meanwhile, I was one of the ones that was, like, fangirling. Oh, fall new, like, forever. <laughs> well, like, because also, like, I watched since season one. I've yeah. been, like, OG fan of camp. <laughs> but I, I came back and was like, I know people are going to be like, well, it's not Drag Race, so what is this? Why should I care? So, like, the viewing parties and everything, I tried really hard to make them really, like, to amp up the camp at those and to, like, make it this thing that people really wanted to go to. And, and I think we accomplished that. Like, I think yeah. we've developed a community here now who really value that campy drag. So hopefully something similar will come as a result for you in Seattle. Yeah, um, I think it keeps growing and growing and i'm excited to see where the show is another like five seasons from now oh yeah oh totally season 10 <laughs> um miss texas i know you've also got your alter ego john jacob jingleheimer shit how did you come <laughs> up with that oh um so there i had always you know as a non-binary performer like i've i've always viewed drag is just like you know like let's play with gender in, in general um and i remember my who i call my drag dad uh jeb shrub came out to visit seattle with uh utica um before he was on work. drag race um yeah and stayed with me and i was like oh yeah I've, I've like played with some king makeup and showed some busted photo of myself you know not <laughs> really you know he was just like you know it is you still have to you have to do drag like that you can't just smear around like you can't just pencil in a, you know whatever whatever drag is but um 
it was kind of like, a, okay, yeah, I actually would really like to um, learn this style and genre of drag as well. So I started playing, and then I was in a big competition, So You Think You Can Drag, in Seattle, and they had a drag king um, night, which was controversial because there weren't any, like, full, like, full kings mm. in the competition. <laughs> um, but I had been learning kings, so I really put a lot of work um, into developing the John Jacob Jingleheimer shit um, for that kind of debut moment. And I think the kings who were invited to judge appreciated that I, like, really um, went all out on, like, the contour. And I uh, always tape um, my chest as well. I'm um, just a, like a homage ah. to kings who do that. Yeah. That was something that I noticed in episode two. And I was like wondering about that. That's that answers. That makes a lot makes it. I, okay. I understand now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, it makes yeah. sense. It's I'm glad to hear like, you do that. Cute. I mean, I, I think yeah. my, um, so my drag daughter is an AFAB drag queen. And like some of the mm-hmm. conversations we've had have been like, why it's, important to accentuate the drag aspects of those things. Like you're not just trying to look like a a girl. You're trying to look like a drag queen, you know? And I think the same concept or theory should be applied when, if you're an AMAB person doing drag King stuff, like I I think that makes a lot of sense, like to, to fully go in. So you're appreciating the art form. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, is there anything else about Miss Texas 1988 that we would be remiss if we didn't talk with you about today? Oh my god! Uh, I'm I'm sure I could go into the the depths of what a <laughs> trash dumpster fire I am, but um, yeah, I don't know. That was just shout out, thank you to anyone out there who's listening who's ever been part of my drag journey. And yeah, really, uh, so much of my drag is is a thank you to the people who taught me or inspired me along the way. So um, I'm sure those people know who they are. <laughs> And before we get into our next segment, is there anything that you would like to promote and where can our listeners find you on socials? Um, yeah. So, wow. I almost said, like, watch me. I can't want to Um, you can find me on, uh, like Instagram, uh, at Miss Texas 1988. And that's pretty much the streamline at Miss Texas 1988 is where you can find me everywhere except grinder um <laughs> but, yeah and then yeah come out to seattle uh hang out we got a lot of good stuff uh, i really want to go up there i have so many reasons yeah. to go i just need to get the damn plane ticket but it's so expensive to get to seattle yeah and to get y'all here like yeah. I, I kept trying to get vincent here for many viewing parties but oh my god like a plane ticket even on like an oddball day of the week is like nine hundred dollars i'm like uh-huh. how do you do that yeah it's like a geographical oddity like <laughs> i don't understand um well you gotta it, get booked to perform on the plane and yeah then <laughs> that's the move all right well it is time for our very favorite segment that we have each and every week that's right it is time for flops of the week This is a 60-second uninterrupted rant about anything that we believe deserves to be flopped in this world. And I say, the pettier, the better. Fawn, are you ready for your flop of the week? I am ready. I think I've got a good one this week. Okay, well, I am going to start your 60-second timer in three, two, one. My flop of the week is 
AliExpress ripping off queer artists and drag designers with all of these outfits that are literally using pictures of drag artists and selling a cheap rip-off version of the costume because I've seen people like Trinity the Tuck. I've seen local person for us saying star mm. i've seen a knockoff of a jeffrey kelly design these people are literally like ripping off people's hard earned like time money design 30 seconds and then also the labor that is making it is probably not ethical on top of that mama this is garbage yes and it probably is garbage you'll probably get like two wears out of this aliexpress garment before it falls apart so like Stop, and if you're queer, please, like, and you're doing drag, please, like, don't buy from AliExpress for that stuff. <laughs> and that is why AliExpress appropriating queer art is Fawn's flop of the week. No, literally, like, um, our friend Robbie sent me one of Sam Star. Actually, Sam Star. Wait, actually, Sam Star. Like it oh. had a picture of Sam's, like Sam Star's, the vinyl with the stars promo yeah. picture. I think we even use it for the pod. Yeah, on AliExpress. So, like, they're saying that you can buy that bodysuit yes. on AliExpress, which Sam had custom made. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Yeah, can you send me the link? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you ever dealt with that to Miss Texas? Uh, AliExpress copying my drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I just thrift everything to look bad. So nobody wants to copy what I do. <laughs> same, same boat. 100%. <laughs> All right. It's time for my flop of the week. Fong, can you do the honors of setting a 60 second timer, please? Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends, listen. There are rules in this world. One of the most critical rules that we have right here in the U.S. of America is to drive on the right side of the road. That means... I'll tell you what it means. I'll tell you what it means, goddammit. That means that anytime you enter through a door or go up a staircase or walk on a sidewalk, you also need to walk on the right side. Because right. it does not make any sense for us to be crashing into each other What you're just texting and looking away and not paying any fucking attention. Why are we all running into each other? No! Walk on the right side of the road. And you know what? I understand that we live in a world that is diverse. We need to appreciate those who come from different countries from us. So be aware of the rules of the road. If you are in Europe, then you need to walk on the left side of the road. If you're in India, just walk around in circles. Okay, look, just follow the rules of the road on oh, the streets and on the staircase. I did staircase, not pay attention okay? to how much time you had left. I keep getting distracted by how good you're... <laughs> like, I just keep getting like sucked in and not paying attention to the timer. I have a lot of pent-up anger. And that's why people who walk... It started with the staircase. That's why people who walk up the wrong side of the staircase are my flop of the week. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I, because it's pride, I just have to like underscore that if you're straight and you're walking with your straight friends on a sidewalk, just move to the 
correct side and let the fast-moving queer people go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hate when a group of straight people take up the entire walkway going yeah. one step a minute. That is a good point. We need to petition for Joe Biden. If he wants to get elected again, he needs to give us a gay fast lane on the sidewalks and on the staircases. That's the truth. You know what that is? That's... Gay rights! <laughs> Period. <laughs> All right, Miss Texas, I believe it's your turn for a flop of the you week. You actually gave me a perfect segue. Oh, good. I'm excited. Okay, well, are you ready? Yeah. All right, here you go. Your timer is set. This is Miss Texas 1988's flop of the week in three, two, one. I'm going to get full political. On, on the, the Joe Biden front, I, I just cannot stop thinking about the next upcoming presidential election, and it's just flopping my whole vibe right now because cool. I don't – I. I Joe Biden is, you know, he's such a, there's a old guy, milk toast, and I, and all of the, you know, conservatives are just a terrifying, bad, <laughs> but I just want, I want like AOC to run. I know that she's young Ooh. and I know that she's maybe in, like the people say she's inexperienced, but she's the only one who's saying things right now that I'm like, yes, that, thank God. 15 and, seconds. Uh, you know. I'll give Joe that he did uh, the, uh, you know, he paid us all during the pandemic, but that just proves that we could have universal basic income or at least reparations. So I'm like, we just need an actual progressive to run this country. Yes. That's my thesis. (laughs) I love it. And that is why we need a progressive to run this country. Not these other people is Miss Texas 1988's flop of the week. No, I could not agree with you more. It's, It's getting me really anxious to think about because I also I, I know like we cannot have another Republican in the in office. Well, it won't be Trump. It won't be Trump. He's but the, been arrested. But he, yeah, true, which is exciting. But like DeSantis, I mean, there's so Ugh. many other awful people out there. I, ugh. Yeah. it's like, how do you navigate like talking about it? Because I I don't want people to be like, I'm afraid like trying to have a nuanced discussion will make people vote the wrong way. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Exactly, because that's we we are on this. We're on like part two of like just back Joe, you know, like dear yeah. God. But but I just it's I it's I it started to leak out and bubble out from. I, I just I'm like give just give progressives a chance. We just haven't nobody's done that yet. <laughs> just like, so true. Please. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to vote for him again, and I'll I'll do it if you make me. But I really don't want to. Yeah, I, <sighs> I have to. All right. Yeah. Well, Miss Texas, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this week for our flop of the weeks. It's been wonderful yeah, chatting thank with you. you. Thanks for letting me get political. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And I, I hope we get to see lots and lots more. Well, we are going to um, close out this segment for now. But during the break, listeners, please make sure that you enjoy a new song by a friend of ours, Craven. Uh, she recently released the song, Dear God. You can find that uh, anywhere you get your music, but I listen to it on Spotify. And I listen on Apple Music. And we will also have that uh, listed in the link in the description of this episode. So during the break, enjoy Dear God by Craven. Wake up, you're gonna be late. For church on my early Sunday I don't wanna hear all the hate So I'll take it to my grave Somebody's trying 
matter what they say, I know I'm gonna be okay As long as we are living the truth, then we can try to make a difference for the youth phrases and we're back <laughs> I, my brain was like <laughs> it's a new episode but the music wasn't correct and i was like what it's not a new episode it's, no it's not a new no, episode we're two episodes uh, in, or two hours in and we're uh, just now finishing episode, <laughs> first episode of this recording uh, session uh, party uh, <laughs> and we are back hey we're back look at that what are we talking about? Who are we you are talking about drag television. Yay. Is this thing on? The television, I mean. So I <laughs> we are... Where are we at with All-Stars? I can't even remember. So I am, I'm very behind on All-Stars. So I know... Let's see. Like The last episode was... Can you tell me... I know that... Um, the there was Joan the musical and yes. then there was something oh La La Ree was funny she uh and impressed me I saw the clip of that okay so I'm okay the full like, disclosure I don't know about all that but from Joan I don't not from Joan oh. from the new the, it was like the investigation thing look and this most recent episode was juicy 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 I need to watch it I, I did you see that Shanid this gig animated some of La La Ree's um like monologue no it's hilarious this episode was really good okay so this episode in john the musical this was the best acting challenge they've had in a while and it was improv which made it even better and um, i'm shook that lala did so well in a challenge like that like good for her i think it's because she knows what people like of her and like what works for her and like the kind of funny that people appreciate because she was funny on her season just not always in the challenges yeah fair. so she's seen herself and she's like no 
this is how I'm successful and is now applying that. And you, but honestly, like it was beyond just her like talking a certain way or playing a too. certain character. I mean, she it was very professional comedic yeah. timing. I thought like the um the part about like the cameras, like she knew exactly how long to pause and the fucking driving the little car, driving the car. Yes, that cracked me up. And then talking about like uh and and that turned my laugh around. And I became a security guard. Like it it was just. The pacing was perfect. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, so Joe and the Rusical is one of the best Rusicals we've ever had. And then we go directly into this acting challenge that was all improv, but it was like documentary, yeah, true crime shit. One of the best challenges. And it was improv. And like, especially for the amount of different scenes they had for this to be improv for them to keep all of their like stories straight and rounding back to each other, like not missing details, like all the through lines threaded properly with that many different scenes for it to be improv. It's hard. Yeah. And he did it. Um, Kahana tried to leave actually before Kahana tried right. to leave first candy, and Alexis. Alexis wanted the same part. And Alexis was like, or Alexis was like, well, Candy, these are basically the same part. So you should take this one and let me have that one. And Candy was like, because it started with like Alexis being like, I don't get why you should always get your part. And I was like, okay, I'm on board with you, Alexis, because Candy does always get the part that she wants. But then she started weaving the like, they're the same part. So you should take this one. And Candy was like, uh-uh. If they're the same part, you can take it because what you're not going to do is manipulate me into thinking that they're the same and get me the part that I don't want. And I was like, you go, Candy. And then mm. Alexis is like, I don't want to fight. And, <laughs> and, she like, cried. and then she like gives Candy the part. And then she starts crying. And Candy was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. I can't do this drama and candy like gets up and walks away from the couch alexis goes out cries she's like i just need a minute and goes out and cries outside she like wasn't quitting but she like walks out and cries <sighs> then kahana is like i'm leaving this is another acting challenge i'm gonna fail i'm gonna do bad it's another acting challenge wait that I'm was quitting. the whole reason yeah and so then Mama Rue comes in and like gets their ass together. And you know, as soon as Rue comes in, Alexis is all. <coughs> oh, you need some water? You okay? Don't as die as, on me. As soon as Rue comes in, Alexis is all like smile, happy. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm like, this bitch. She knows what she's doing. She's making TV. <laughs> she's making TV. Um, but the acting challenge was really right. good. Jessica Wilde was fantastic. Lala Ree was great. Candy Muse should have been in the fucking bottom. Oh, really? Candy Muse should have been in the bottom. Between her runway and her um, challenge. Okay, but I I saw her runway, and from what I... I did not watch the episode, full disclosure. But from what I, the discourse I saw online, it sounded like they the judges didn't understand her reference. Do you know what her reference was? It was Miss Arrogant, right? Yeah. It was a reference to her in the Untucked Lounge when she's in her that same colored dress that she made. And it's like when she's talking to, um, she's fighting with her famous fight with Atlanta drag queen, 
Oh, um, well, I can't remember. We remember her name. Tamisha Amon. Thank Tamisha you. Tamisha Amon is coming Wait, for, for you. you to yes. show and she called her arrogant. I can do. Exactly. And she called her arrogant. And then she had the hair and like the little balls. And I so didn't she. Get it. It, that was what it, she, it was like mm, an elevated mm, form. Mm-mm. Hmm. Okay. I'm taking your word for it because I did not see the episode, but I, mean, I like, did think it was a better look than the judges allegedly gave them credit it for. It doesn't <laughs> read arrogant though. Like it's gotta like read the the theme. Like, I kind of thought it read arrogant, especially mm. with like three tiaras. Like to be like, why did me, she have, have the three. pimple pimple rhinestones all over her face? Because they looked like pimples sometimes. Oh, I don't know. She had just like random rhinestones in a few spots, like that were literally random, and they kind of looked like pimples. Because. They, they were. Yeah, I hope you have subtitles. Um, I mean, the look was really cute. The look was cute. It yeah. just you're giving yourself the title, Miss Arrogant. Do like do more with it. Make it more obvious. Yeah. What, so, what was the deal with um her challenge? Like, why was Candy not good? Because she just played Candy, and then also she was supposed to be playing the detective, and then she like a retired detective and she said you see the thing is i'm not really a detective i'm really just a nosy bitch and her role <laughs> was the detective <laughs> and like okay <laughs> rue was the only one that didn't have a problem with it and rue was just like i loved it because you did the candy thing and i love the candy thing because i love candy oh okay that's why okay all right yeah <laughs> I feel like this season, I, I've i gotten so far behind in it, and part of it was because, you know, I got really stressed out and, like, needed to take care of other stuff and wasn't wasn't able to go to the viewing parties, but now I've gotten, like, four or five behind, and honestly, I just really wasn't feeling this season to begin with. What, like, I don't, I don't know. know. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, especially these last two episodes have been really good, and, like, here's the thing. Maybe I should give it another chance. The past two episodes, to me, have come down really to, like, there's no nobody's been bombing challenges the last two episodes. Okay. And I think that's a really, it's taken a while for us to get there, which I mean, none of the challenges have been just like God awful. In my opinion, they haven't always been like memorable, but nothing's ever been like God awful other than Kahana and snatch game. Um, Mm. that whole drama. Also, have you seen the Heidi Kahana drama online? Yes. Oh my god! I but like. Yeah, it's kind of gotten overboard. Well, and Heidi, I don't even know what's what's left of it. Like Heidi's like not even feeding into it. Heidi was just like kind of like shutting it down. Like, okay, girl. I feel like Kahana is maybe trying to be like Coco, you know, because that's her mom. Yeah, and but like Coco's like this rivalry. Yeah, and well, like Coco's like wasn't just like fishing for drama. Mm, fair. I I will say, I mean, I know Kahana is gone now, but she, I'm very proud of her. Like the package that she brought oh, yeah. is amazing, especially I, from season 11 to now. Yeah, what? Absolutely. So I, I hate that, that this is what it's kind of become for her. Um, but she's kind of getting the full experience, you know, she's had these amazing runway looks. She's had her drama. She's, you know, had her moment to redeem herself. She got the, I was in the top first episode and didn't win again and got pushed almost to the end of the competition. That happens almost every all-star season. Yeah. 
which is a, a nice place to be in. Yeah. I mean, um, so who do you I think wonder how many more showgirls looks she's going to show us during the, the fame, games. fame games? Who do you think is going to win the the whole thing? Either. I think it's going to be Jimbo. I, think I mean, it has be to be right. I mean, uh, this season is made for Jimbo to win. I, if it's not Jimbo, I want it to be Lala or Jessica. Same. I could get behind Jessica. I could maybe even get behind Candy. I don't know. I don't hate Candy. But I, I don't also just been a lot of production giving meddling. wins to people who flopped on that challenge on their original season this mm. season. And I feel like people are getting the correct amount of wins, but people aren't always getting the win when they were supposed to get the win. Okay. Interesting. But that happened... That happens all the time. Yeah. That happened last season with the Sasha Colby shit. I'm I'm happy to see that Lala is um performing better. I love know? Lala. I'm so happy to see her doing well. I have been a Lala stan for a while. I was not always on board. Um, but I, I'm especially she really won me over with this comedy challenge, the stuff she I saw. I was like, Oh my god, this is actually very funny. Yeah. Um And she won her lip sync. Yeah. Against Georgia's slay. But do you not like Georgia's? What is it about you and little Latinas? Who's the other little Latina that I don't like? Denali. She's not little. What are, what are your thoughts on Valentina? I like Valentina. What are your thoughts on Lolita Banana? I haven't watched France. Wow. So you hate Lolita Banana. Drag Race Mexico? I will be watching Drag Race Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think that will be the one of the few... Because it, the cast seems good and the hosts seem pretty. I don't know anything about Lolita Banana. I'll probably watch France before I watch that. I think France was. I very just good. can't do it. subtitles because my like neurodivergent ass needs to have something else that I can be doing while I'm watching television. Damn, everybody's neurodivergent these days. Lord have mercy. Clinic of the precious one, and now everybody thinks they can ride the coattail to win. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Um, France is very good though I I thoroughly enjoyed it Look I never watched season 2 of Spain And everybody says Spain is the best Foreign franchise I have not watched and Season 3 is currently airing <laughs> Foreign I just finished, <laughs> you mean I international. Think. I have not um, I don't know how to speak <laughs> I have not seen Spain too um, But yeah Okay well so Jimbo's probably going to win All Stars 8 Who do you think is going to be like the top 4 Top 3 Alexis is going home next You think yeah. Is is she that much weaker than the other? She's the only one without a win and like <clears throat> she's she's she was the blueprint for the Jan. Yeah. And she's I mean she is Jan's mother. Yeah. She's the blueprint for Jan. And so like I don't see her making top four. Okay. Because we've got Jessica and we've got um <laughs> Candy, Lala, and Jimbo. I think that's the clear top four. Maybe we'll have a top three this season because, you know, we haven't had a top three since that would the be nice. season five. You know what? Just cut it. Top two. Like, let's be real. Cue the sniper. Cue the sniper. Truly. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we're getting more and more of like the top 16. Like, okay, <laughs> like, let's just cut them all. Tell me who you really want to win. And like, we'll like get behind them, you know? Yeah. Or like, d- don't, yeah, I don't want to beat around the bush. Let's just get to it. Um, okay. So that's all stars eight. Who do you think is going to win the fame games? 
I think Darian. Really? Um, based on looks, Darian or Nasha. However, James stands a chance in winning. I don't think James necessarily deserves it based on fame games. Um, but James has been putting in a lot of work outside of the show for the fame games. And James has that following. I mean, has the following. James also was one that can be seen as a controversial elimination. Mm. So it's one of those things. It could very well be James, but if we're basing it on just what I've seen from the fame games slash also including their runways on the show, because I feel like you have to totally, it's like um, the full package, not just, yeah, I would say Darian or Nasha. Okay. Yeah. I, I think James is the person I would like to see win the most, to be honest. I really like them, but Darian's I also past few fame game runways have been incredible. I loved her, um, uh, wedding gown to funeral yeah. gown. And then um, her Grace but. Jones look was really good. And then um, her Miss Shapen was also really good. That was her Miss Category. Oh, yes, her Miss Category. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so that's Drag Race. Any, what about any other drag TV? Queen of the Universe. How? Mel B is on my shit list. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about it. Um, like, everyone hates Mel B. Because she is hating on Giselle for literally no reason. She will like kiss everybody's ass except for Giselle's. Weird. Um, You think it's like a jealousy thing? Like what is it? I don't know if I should be saying this on the pod, but we're going to. Um, Oh Oh boy. (laughs) Because I received this information this morning. This is all alleged. This is not facts. This is for entertainment purposes only. This is not anything like that like well, you should but, have led the podcast with this um so apparently one of like melby's like lovers for a long time like biggest loves of her life was eddie murphy and apparently eddie murphy had a thing for the dolls oh and i think might have cheated on melby with the dolls um huh so people are wondering if that could be tied in. Interesting. So like maybe people think maybe Milby has like a bias against trans women. Trans women. Yeah. For those that don't know, the dolls refers to trans women. Um, Usually trans women of color, right? Or is that just trans women in general? I've seen non-trans women of color use it. It's, it is specifically a trans woman thing. I sometimes get a little, sometimes when cis men, that are drag queens call themselves dolls. The dolls, yeah, I've seen that. Um, because it is a trans woman thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's just like it's the only thing because she's the only trans woman on the season. So I'm like, is this what it could be? Maybe it's the only thing that makes sense to me so far. Yeah, but I don't like, know. I, don't I know. hope Giselle rises above. I mean, it seems like she's like performing the best. She's all anyone can talk about from the yeah. show, from what I hear. And so, also so i don't know have you watched queen of the universe before not at all so the way it works is they have the crowd votes for their favorites and then okay it's like very mass singer in that way the crowd votes for their favorites and then that determines who the bottom two is and sometimes the bottom two have to like what do they call it it's like salvation song or something i don't think that's what it's called but it's like some catchy version of lip sync for your life but it's like a 
song while you're in the bottom two karaoke yeah it's like they're we've give you these list of songs to prepare at the beginning of the season now like blah 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 this past week they didn't do that with oh. Militia Sky and Aura something from Italia season one I think season one or season two of Italia some girl named Aura um, meanwhile this is filmed in the UK okay uh huh the UK girl Viola did a terrible job at doing Freddie Mercury. The look was terrible. The sound was terrible. Got nothing but bad reviews from the judges. Was not in the bottom. Literally had the worst critiques of the night and was not in the bottom. Jeez. The judges looked so confused. So like the crowd voted for her to stay? Yeah. Oh, probably because she's from the UK. Yeah. I was pissed because she clearly was the one to go home. And mm. instead, Militia Scott from California and Aura from Drag Race Italia were in the bottom two. I didn't love, I don't love Aura. I haven't been feeling her all season. I personally would have sent her home, but they sent Militia Scott home. And where is she from again? California. Oh, California. That's US. Okay. Um, she was also on Drag in alaska's drag queen of the year pageant i thought i had heard that name before militia scott okay um i ended up buying her merch after she got eliminated good for you that's what people should do yeah i love that like support your entertainers like by buying their merch when they yeah (laughs) (laughs) or win (laughs) in fact you need to buy something from them every day damn it Treat it like a grocery store. Um, yeah, because I, I actually bought like a little bit. I bought her merch and then I bought Alaska's perfume this week. Oh. <gasps> okay. I feel like this is like we're totally getting off topic. But I bought a, a cologne recently because our Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do you Never know, heard of her. Okay. Do you know how many tattoos Frank has? Pop quiz time. I know that no one probably knows this except me. 13. No. <laughs> one of them is the boss tattoo that's on the right shoulder, yeah. right? And then one is on the right thigh. That's it's yeah. much lesser known. It says four seven one one, and it's just dots. Do you know what the four seven one one means? It's a cologne that was popular in the seventies. So I bought a bottle because I was like, I want to smell like Frankenfurter when I'm Frankenfurter, like crazy, right? So I got it. It smells horrible, like. I could have told you that. Worst dog shit bottle of anything I've ever seen. Sounds like it'd be like Stetson or something like that. It smells literally like bug spray. Like, like literally I opened it and I was like, this is bug spray. And I showed Danny and I was like, what do you think this smells like? He was like, bug spray. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I bought a giant bottle of bug spray, but apparently that's what was popular in the seventies. So is it something that they're still making fresh bottles of or I, yes, I got a, I don't know if they've like changed the, recipe i just literally looked it up on amazon and found a bottle that looked vintage and bought it i just wasn't sure if it was like a modern fragrance or if it's like you got a bottle that was from the 70s and maybe it's an old fragrance that's expired and lost some of the potency yeah maybe some of the notes i want to do some like more research on it because it's like what is going on like whenever i smell it but i really i didn't like it and i was very sad well also <laughs> do you expect frank and Parter to be wearing something that does smell nice and luxurious yes i don't i think they're supposed to be a little bit of a trash quality to frank 
Um, like, yes, I agree with you because there's this whole thing about him that's like... I feel like it should be a cheap perfume. He's an alien that is trying to fit in to, like, human culture, but is, like, taking all the wrong parts and putting them together. Yeah. Like this Frankenstein kind of a, a thing of gender. Um, so, kind of. But also, I mean, that that genuinely is the perfume or the cologne that was popular among gay men at the time. Like, 4711. And so... I don't I don't think it was intentional for him to smell bad, but I, I think the cologne just smells bad. Yeah. And I don't like it. Also, like technology has like evolved so much. Yeah. And like the the way stuff like that is made and technology and producing that kind of stuff has changed a lot. True. Granted, so. Angel by Mugler from ninety three is still a top selling perfume. You can't beat the classics. But also that's 93 and not the 70s. True. Okay. Anything else about drag TV that we need to discuss? I know that there's a lot of drag TV out there and I am literally only watching Camp on a Kiki right now. So just stick around for our reviews of that. I think that's everything. Work. There's just so much right now. There really is. Um, okay. So there's two news stories. We've already talked about the Titanic thing with Miss Texas. So I'm gonna skip that one. But there's two other news stories and I just felt like the need to talk about it because I don't know why we're supposed to care. So, Hunter... I feel the need to talk about it because I don't know why I'm supposed to care. Well, the, uh, truly, because like the, the, the thing is... Okay, the, the, the story is that Hunter Biden, right, has pled guilty in a deal um, for like for like his tax and his gun, ca- uh, gun case, right? So basically, he like purchased a gun, and I'm explaining this roughly, while he was still... Um, using drugs and and was considered an addict and lied about it right and so he's go he's he pled guilty to what will be two misdemeanors on his record right and i mean have you heard about this like conservatives are no. always going on about hunter biden and no, I, I don't keep up with the children of Right. See, this is the thing. It's like, why am I supposed to care about this? Here's the thing. I don't care about what the children of the politicians are doing because I know that most of those politicians are doing fucked up shit of their own. Yes. But the thing is, I guarantee half of these politicians are on drugs themselves. Drug test them. But they're and they're looking for like all this shit to say about Biden, like the president, and they keep saying stuff about Hunter Biden. It's like. I get it. Like they, they, you're just looking for something to say, but like Hunter Biden's not the president. Like, and, and he's like fessing up to all this stuff. Like he's not like hiding it. Unlike Trump was like, it's also like Trump literally is being indicted and found guilty. Okay. Of shit. Like, yeah, I'm glad you feel the same way about this. Of like, why are we supposed to care? It's kind of also like, here's the thing. No matter how you raise your kid, you can't always control how your kid is going to. Exactly. So like, ugh, okay, piss off Republicans. Like, yes, this happened, and I'm glad that he is like. I mean, piss off Bidens too, for all I care. It's just yeah, I mean, a little less than the Republicans, from my opinion. But the I mean, yes, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, so it's diversion tactics. Exactly. He's pled guilty to it, and that's that. If we, if there is something that I'm missing on that, friends, Did send me a text. Did you see the photo of the like documents and Trump's 
house. Yes, there's like a shit ton of like them. Like in the bathroom or whatever it was. And there's like a copy machine yeah. in the same room. as Fucking wild. Yeah, it's it's pretty concerning compared to like what the former or what the current president's son did if, like years ago in terms of buying a gun that he didn't hurt anyone with that I'm aware of. So I don't know. I think he shouldn't have a gun, period. I just don't think white people need guns <laughs> <laughs> unless you're gonna go hunting 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 you can have a gun for self-defense and hunting but hunter but i barely know her okay so i'm gonna move on to news that is relevant to us for the first time two non-binary act- actors were nominated for tonys and they both won yeah race hell price dale race hell price dale and so i wanted to play clips of both of their um awards speeches so it is alex newell who received um the to- uh, excuse me the tony for um best actor jesus where is it if you're not familiar with who alex newell is you may know them from shows like glee zoe's extraordinary playlist they also have a few songs that are really good. Uh, Kill the Lights by Alex Newell is a fantastic song. Oh, I do love that song. Okay, Alex Newell won Best Featured Actor in the musical Shucked. And is it about corn? I don't know. That sounds um, like it would be about corn. And Jay Harrison Gee took uh, Best Actor for the musical Some Like It Hot. So, okay, I'm going to play the Alex Newell bit, and I'll cut it for, you know, what the good bits are. And mommy, I love you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. Thank you for teaching me what strength is. I should not be up here as a queer, non-binary, fat, black, little baby from Massachusetts. And to anyone that thinks that they can't do it, I'm going to look you dead in your face that you can do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Jay Harrison Gee's acceptance speech. Goes to Jay Harrison Gee. My mother raised me to understand that my gifts that God gave me were not about me, to use them to be effective in the world, to help somebody else's journey. Um, so thank you for teaching me how to live, how to love, how to give. For every trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming human, whoever was told you couldn't be, you couldn't be seen, this is for you. All right. So what do you think? I love that. Also, I don't think Leah Michelle has a Tony yet. <laughs> and yeah, and Alex Newell has one before her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the first Glee person to get a Tony before her. Uh, we live. All is right like, in the world. If only she could read, maybe she'd have a Tony. If only. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is amazing news to close out the episode on. Fawn, yeah. do you have a Fawn of the Week? My Fawn of the Week <laughs> is going to I'll let you go first. Okay, mine goes to Al's on 7th and Mark Cummings um for welcoming in the Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. I really appreciate um 
taking in those shows, I think that it's going to be a really big success and people are going to enjoy um, coming out each and every week. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. So that's my font of the week. Do you have a font of the week? Are you still thinking? Um, Isn't that hard for you to think of something nice to say, Fawn? <laughs> I've been extra nice lately, so my nice juices are running low. Running out. Um, I'm trying to think. I've just like also been so busy. It's like what has happened in what time frame that is recent that is something to talk about. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, my font of the week... It's gonna go to. It's gonna go to Birmingham Festival Theater just because, like, yeah, they have always been so supportive of Flap and I, and they are sponsoring the flaps, the the flaps. <laughs> <laughs> They're sponsoring flaps, um, flaps, viewing parties, and also keep us. They've got us for the family friendly shows and keep booking us back again for those. Yeah. Um, Very excited for that. July 8th. And it's like one of those things, especially in the face of like with the 1819 news articles last time, Mm -hmm. the fact that they still are like, no, we still want to keep this going. Like it's, it means a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really amazing place that we have there. They're always really open for us. And um, from what I hear, the season 51 is very excited and exciting. And um, I mean, what's rumored to happen um, and could have a lot more opportunities for drag entertainers, but I'll let them announce all that good stuff. Well, thanks everyone again for listening to another episode of flapping and fawning. Bye. Ta-ta. For listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuellen. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod. And on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.